TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. The big leagues. Going! Going! And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat! Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome into the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday as it's always a Wednesday here. Live from poop-filled Willamette. This is a hot corner. It is the hot corner. I wonder if the Willamette is more or less poopy due to the pandemic. Uh, that's a good question. That is a great question. That's why I asked it. <laughs> I don't know because I was having the thought of like, okay, so there's less people out and about, out in the boot. But that means there's more people pooping at home. So is it being let out into the river or what? What's the question? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Papa Fish, he actually let me know a couple of weeks ago that so many people were flushing the wipes, you know? Yeah. And those flushable, quote unquote, wipes aren't, that aren't really flushable. flushable. <laughs> and also with everybody at home. I don't doing, care what anybody says. They're flushable. Everybody at home doing I'm their. I'm going to flush them. I know. Me too. I'm right there with <laughs> I've you. I've already started flushing them. Constantly. False advertising. Come on. But he also said all the people cooking at home, washing their oil down the sink. Uh, and by the time it gets to those sewer pipes, it gets all clogged up. And there was a big backage and uh, or blockage rather. And also the, the poo was involved in that. And I don't know what part of the Willamette that happened in. But uh, yeah, that was. Uh, Is that, your dad. Does your dad work like in. Sanitation? Yeah. No, no, thank like God. The city, like the no, but I feel I feel Papa Fish knows his way around a toilet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. um uh, he he's a foreman he's a, type he's carpenter. A plumber? Uh, he's a he works in that uh, line of business. So gotcha. he hears of these things around the trade. I guess of 
rumors and reports. <laughs> oh, man, I heard this upstate. Is there an Adrian Wojnarowski for the Portland uh, <laughs> Willamette poop? Sewers, uh, the contractors and everything around the state. Well, if you're spending less time out and you're not, uh, like, eating as much bad food and cooking more at home, your poo's probably in a better spot. Or you're getting more fast food and your poo's in a worse spot. Oh, dude, fast food sounds like the worst idea right now. It's also the cheapest and still open. Yeah, I know, but, like, the idea of waiting in line for fast food, I don't know, something about, like, those fast food, uh, like, if you're in the drive-thru, something about that just uh, doesn't sit well okay. with me. Okay, what I've seen recently. In COVID life. But you're in a car by yourself. Yeah, but I'm worried about where they are. But they're in their cars. No, 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 no. the people working. Oh, like well, fast I mean, food, masks and gloves. I know, but fast food always comes across as like kind of dirty, and then you don't say. <laughs> and then when when the Rona hits, you're like, yeah, that's real dirty. Well, what I've seen twice that's now over started. by my house, <laughs> it started in the McDonald's. Is the Arby's drive-through packed? Really? Yes. See, controversial. I, I like very, Arby's. I mean, I don't mind Arby's, it's but like the worst it, of the fast foods. It definitely wasn't like that before the coronavirus. I'll tell you that much. That thing was it was hanging on by a thread, and now that business is booming for that yeah. army. It's because it's one of the few places that's convenient <laughs> to get to. Oh, man. Although I do like that. And they don't have to worry about the beef shortage because it's not really beef. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I like what you did there. Very good. I think, though, a lot uh, of people just don't understand that a lot of restaurants put themselves on, like, Grubhub and Postmates and mm-hmm. Uber Eats and mm-hmm. ones that would never deliver before. Uh, are delivering now. So we're, we're, on, we're on caviar and DoorDash. You, you can get beer on DoorDash. You don't need to go to Arby's unless you really love Arby's, I guess. You can, you know, get some other food, guys. I will say this, though. The Arby's sauce and the horsey sauce, awesome. The only I don't care if it was made in the Arby's lab. Is the dipping sauces for their curly fries. Oh, I don't know. What do they got? That's why I said that's the only thing that's good about Arby's. Oh, the Arby's and the horsey sauce? Well, they have like a, an array of dipping sauces. Oh. There's like nine receptacles on the counter where you just can get yourself a ton of sauces for their curly fries, which are good. Everything oh. else, yeah. I don't, I don't know any of their other sauces. I have to ask, uh, during these times, is there been is there a go-to restaurant for a delivery or anything that you've been eating recently? Because I'll fall on and admit I've been uh, eating way more Panda Express than I ever have in my life. Uh, Killer Burger. Killer Burger, okay. Yeah, I've had... A lot more killer burger than normal. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is like, I'm like, wow, I guess I really like Panda Express. <laughs> or it's really convenient. Yes. Four times in the last like two months. I, By two months, you mean four days? Probably. I have done zero takeout. Really? I think you bamboo sushi. A lot of, a lot of I th- cooking? I think I did bamboo sushi once. Fancy. Oh, well, yeah, man, man. Come on, baby. <laughs> I live above my means, man. <laughs> I can't afford this. I can't afford this. Sounds awesome. I'm in. Um, but yet you make it work. I do make it work. At least I try my best. You know, I, you know, I blame my parents. You know, they taught me about the finer things. They just didn't raise someone smart enough to have a, you know, high paying job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The funny thing is, I've I've always I've been kind of harping on this with with the whole Rona thing. Is you know, people have asked me working in the service industry, oh, are you going to still go to your places and? And, and you know, support your favorite businesses and eat your favorite food. And I was like, oh, man, I get to cook. Like, we all love to cook. We just never get the chance to. And now we have the opportunity to cook. I cook all the time. Making breakfast all the time. Cool. That's my favorite. I mean, I, I exclusively do takeout on weekends. I, I make my own food during the week, but mm-hmm. I'm not really cooking. I just kind of have a very 
particular dinner that I like to make almost every single night. So um, I just do that. Mm. It's just like a little like chicken sandwich and like a half can of soup. I really, just, I you know, put an egg on it. It's deli- delightful. I am really craving. Um, I am really craving like a uh, a tavern burger from a tulip shop up on Killingsworth. I will destroy one of those right well, now. Well, aren't they? I, I thought I saw on Instagram that they are still like doing food, aren't they? They are, and, and it's nothing against them. I think I've just been using this opportunity to cook food. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. I guess that saves you a little bit of money, right? For sure, yeah. These days, I'm just stockpiling cash. I can't send it anywhere. <laughs> I'm right, buying Mr. a car by the Mr. end of June. Braggadocious <laughs> over here. <laughs> what kind of car should I buy? Um, The same one, just newer. Oh, um, my I wish. The new Rangers are the size of a Tacoma. If I wanted a Tacoma, I'd buy a Tacoma. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll buy a Tacoma. No, I'm just like dumping money into my $183,000 vehicle. You mean mile? Yeah, sorry. 183,000. Like, Damn, dude. You really do live above your means. <laughs> 183,000 mile also, 2005 Ford pickup. That car was $183,000? Yeah, yeah. I put a bunch of money into like it changed out all the fluids. About to buy a new windshield. Going to buy new tires. Not do anything about the body. The body is still going to be beat to ass. Yeah, this text says the peanut butter pickle bacon burger at Killer Burger is delicious. I was reluctant at first, but now I crave it once a week. That burger is incredible. Well, see, I'm not a pickle guy. Yeah. But peanut butter on a burger, it's game changer. It is. There's this little restaurant called Oasis in Moppin, Oregon. Okay. One of my favorite little towns in all of the great United States of America. It's not a strip club. It is not a strip club. Okay, good. Uh, Or maybe not good. I I can't imagine if that town had a strip club. That'd be wild. Um... And they first introduced me to peanut butter on a burger. Burger is it always? No, I think it's called the Riverside. I think it's called the Riverside. And uh, I had that and was like, "Yep, this is great." And you have to have the bacon. I, it's like add bacon for two dollars, add peanut butter for three dollars, and it's like, "Well, I'm doing both." <laughs> like, come on here. Um, I, I've seen it. I think actually, surprisingly or or not, the first place I had a peanut butter burger was at Big Al's because they have one there, the Bowling Alley Entertainment Center. And uh, it was, which will live no more. And it was really good. And um, so I started seeing it more frequently. And I always noticed it was always bacon, always peanut butter, and like 90% pickles. It's always that combination. And they go so well together. And I know it doesn't sound good. When you think about a hamburger or mm. a cheeseburger with peanut butter, you're like, what? The last thing you think to put on it is peanut butter. What? Trust me when I tell you this. If you like peanut butter, and most of you do because you're normal human beings that are not psychopaths, um, then you will absolutely effing love a peanut butter burger. I'm literally so eating. This might work. Yeah, I'm literally eating peanut butter M and M's as we speak right now. Delightful. Yeah. Last yeah. package that was left in the Levante market back there. Peanut butter is life. Oh yeah, is that market pretty wiped out? <laughs> yeah. Pretty wiped out. <laughs> I also snagged Go the check last out the uh, salad that's still sitting in there from three months ago. Oh no. Oh, there's got to oh, be. Oh yes. There are things in there that probably have a couple years on them. How much that's, money will you pay me? That's an exaggeration. I don't know about that, Mike. Uh, I've seen they they will take out the stuff that's old, but the problem is is they haven't been here for three months. That's true. And all the food has been eaten except for two things. There is a is breakfast it an egg bur- salad sandwich. No, there's a breakfast <clears throat> burrito that you can't see because it's in white wrapping. Like it's uh, that's probably got a bunch of preservatives in it. Uh, it's no, because the best buy date was like March twentieth. Um, <laughs> and then there's a like salad that's sitting in there. That I looked at about a month ago in the break. I think I'd say we should bo- we should both go look at it. <laughs> it it probably looks like the Willamette River. How much <laughs> money will you pay me to eat it? 
Zero. Zero, because I don't want you to die, Patrick. <laughs> I was hoping it was egg salad because there's that Futurama episode where yeah. Fry eats the egg salad sandwich. And, and then he has to go inside his own body and, and talk the parasites to the are repairing his body and making him a functional human being. Yep. I always have this slight fantasy that I could do that. <laughs> but there's just so much mayonnaise. You're not in the future. There's place. so much mayonnaise in egg salad that I, I don't like mayonnaise. If you guys go back there to check the salad, go check the dates on the lean cuisines. I feel like they've they've been there for, oh, like man, I said, for dude, a couple years, honestly. Dude, lean cuisines, chips, candy bars, that stuff will last forever, even if it has a, a Best Buy date. There's so much preservatives in it. Here's it'll the last. thing. So uh, the chips, most of the chips are actually past their date, too, there. They're uh, fine. No, I know, I know. I bought one. They're gone. Well, most of them are gone <laughs> yeah, now. They're all gone. I bought a... Plain Sun Chips. Still live. <laughs> a great chip, too. Yeah, uh, I bought a Flamin' Hot Cheetos, right? And it was about a month past date based on what the date said. It was like mm -hmm. guaranteed fresh by blank. Uh, I mean, it was still good, but you could tell it was a little bit stale. And well, it was like... Uh, what's hilarious is those, uh, those, those Best Buy dates on things like Cheetos and soda... They're like three years in the future. So how old was that bag of chips before the Rona happened? I don't know. Very old, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I, was Thanks, going, I was going back there like once a week or so and just mm -hmm. getting a snack. Yeah, and I've, I've done it many times. Usually a bag of chips. A couple of weeks ago is when I went back there and went, there's nothing for me here. <laughs> I don't want any of the things that are fresh and the things that aren't fresh. Um will kill me. <laughs> so uh, I have not had a snack from our Avanti market for about a month now. It's well, we probably get, a good thing. Well, we got a three-minute and 15-second break coming up, so uh, I think that's plenty of time for us to go You want to go look scout at the it. devastation scout that is that out. salad that's in there? <laughs> scout it out. If that salad looks good, I'm going to eat it. You should not do that. <laughs> you will not get things that improve your body. You are not Philip J. Fry. You are not a cartoon. You are not cryogenically frozen delivering a pizza to Icy Wiener. <laughs> Wow, and someone's watched their Futurama. I have a lot of it. <laughs> it's not his fault, dude. It's not his fault he was cryogenically frozen. I know. He was pushed in by the little uh, the little guy. His name is Nibbler. Name. Nibbler. He seemed hungry for a salad. Ugly <laughs> <laughs> dugly. Well, who knows what this show is going to be like tonight, but we're starting off hot and heavy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's some baseball stuff. Everyone hates Blake Snell, but Blake Snell's sticking up for everyone. I don't know. We'll, we'll catch in on that also. Uh, Oakland A's are saying they can't afford their payment on their stadium. On their, on their poop-filled Willamette Stadium. Even though their owner is a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. So we do have a little bit of baseball to get to. I'd also like to recap for the last time our last dance conversation that we do every single week we'll do that at the bottom of the eight o'clock hour you can find us on social media mike's at mike lynch 27 on twitter you can find me on instagram at pdd085 playing a live show tomorrow night on instagram live and facebook live if you want to check that out some some uh, original stuff and some neil young covers uh, you can find our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, on Twitter as well. That's at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. You can also hit the fan text line, 55305. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. Text us, harass us. We love it. Shout out to the Rainbow Tavern and you, RJ. That is a gem in the world that I hope survives. Uh, coming up next, who knows? Because nobody knows. Maybe baseball. Yeah, let's baseball. Or we'll recap our uh, our market of choice here. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
720 here, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Well, I took a look. Yes, you did. I took a look. It is not an egg salad sandwich. I don't know what it is. It's like a, it's like an Italian salad because there's there, like salami I, I did, on top. I and, did see there was a little spot that said artisan cheese. Yeah, so there's Ugh. some cheese in there. <laughs> uh, I was not really that far off when I said it looks like the Willamette River. <laughs> there is sludge formed on the bottom. Confirmed. It's like a brown thing that is stuck underneath whatever is left of the lettuce, which I'm assuming if you touch it would disintegrate. Now, I went to the mighty Washington State University. You did. And while I was in school, we always thought of ourselves as we were going to eat great food. So we'd go to the store and buy a ton of great food, like fresh vegetables and things like that. And naturally in college, when you decide that a 12-pack of Bush Light is better to drink than, uh, you know, an an actual meal, uh, things go bad. That looks like the bottom of the, uh, the vegetable crisper drawer. It's pretty bad, man. Yeah. That's pretty bad. It's really bad. It's pretty bad. March 21st was the sell by or best buy date or whatever it said. Um, that's almost exactly two months ago. Uh, the yogurt is two months old. Mm-hmm. The fruit cups are two months old. I did not look at the best buy date on the milk. Just going to assume. Uh, old. It's not great, man. Do you think if we shook the milk, it would just be solid? Maybe. I mean, I love cottage cheese difference between cottage cheese and curdled milk <laughs> have you ever seen the curdled milk commercial no yeah it's like i forget the it's a commercial for something else but they're like you wouldn't drink curdled milk so why would you do this but it's like a 15 second commercial selling curdled milk and the family is just drinking it and the chunks are coming out it's disgusting <laughs> but hilarious at the same time i feel like i've seen that in like a movie or a tv show somebody walks to the kitchen opens the fridge and grabs the milk and it's curdled they take a sip and go ooh, not good and then close <laughs> it, and put it a bad choice and then close the carton and put it back in the fridge Chunky milk. I'm going to tweet it right now. Chunky milk commercial. We'll watch it in the break. So you, we'll ha- we'll have the sound. But oh, for those of you uh, who are listening and are curious, I will be tweeting it at Mike Lynch 27 here in a moment. Uh, my girlfriend just texted me. She said, "Do not eat the egg salad. You are not a robot." Hashtag things I shouldn't have to say to my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, looking out for me. You should probably know by now that you should say that to your boyfriend <laughs> many times, many times. I mean, like <laughs> I don't know. It works for Fry. If it works for Fry, it works for me. You know, no, I'm not Fry. If no, you're a Futurama you're character, you're not an animated cartoon character, human oh, Patrick. Okay. Wow, thanks for pooping Ru- on that, ruining your dreams. I'm gonna call you the Willameta right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was about to ask if you're a Futurama character, which would you be? Um, hmm, that's a great question, actually. Yeah, I feel like because. Shockingly enough, a lot of them are aliens. I can't really relate. Um, oh, I think there's some people out there that can relate to Zoidberg. True that. Honestly, I, I would probably just say Fry. Yeah. If I really had to pick one, I mean, I'm... I'm Serious when he needs to be, but a lively spirit. Yeah, I'm definitely not like Bender. I'm definitely not like Leela. I'm definitely not like um, the professor. I'm not... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably just Fry. It's a boring answer, but... I feel like it fits. Yeah, I might say Amy Wong just because she's super smart but also really dumb at the same time. Yeah? Yeah, I can see that. She's really rich? No, I'm not rich. Yeah, she is. (laughs) Also, she's a a very sexual being. Uh, No comment on that. Um, 
<laughs> and now I'm lost. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. That's a good one. It, it would be great to be Bender. Yeah, not a care in the world. Not a care in the world. You drink to fuel yourself. <laughs> if you don't have alcohol, you die. What a great writing concept. So the they're robots, and they're everywhere. And everyone has these robots. They help us with all sorts of tasks. Whether they're, Ben's things. Whether they're meaningless tasks or literally this robot bends things, and his name is Bender. But the only way they can survive is off alcohol. Let's go with it. It's a great <laughs> idea. It's a fantastic idea. One of the best episodes of Futurama is when Bender gets turned into a human, and then within like 24 hours is 500 pounds and yep. has killed people and dies. Yep. Yeah. I can't find my antenna. Ooh, I found it. Whoa, <laughs> things happen when it's wiggle. <laughs> goes, Don't, you'll make God cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, I when, can tell you wow. watched Futurama about seven more times than I have oh. in terms of like per episode. Oh, yeah, man. I've seen every episode of that show about a thousand times. There's a moment that still gets me to this day. Uh, there's two different times in which it happens where something shocking happens and it looks at Bender and he goes, oh. <gasps> And then a brick falls from him. And every time I see it, I've seen it a thousand times. And every time I see it, I just lose it. He is actually essing a brick. And sometimes that is great comedy, my friends. Yeah. Just Shout out to simple, Portland Zone, Matt Kronick. Yeah, the simple. Time traveler himself. Simple potty humor sometimes just works. Yes, it does. That's a great show. Yes, it does. That is a great, great show. I'm always a little bit disappointed when I throw it on Comedy Central, and it's like, I like the episodes, but it, it feels like they only show the ones that are really bad quality because they were the older ones. Oh. And it's just like you turn it on, it's like blurry, and you, your TV is now cut in a quarter because it's the only size of the screen that it has, and I'm like, can you... Can I have like a slightly more modernized season, like season six or something? As long as I don't have to see Jurassic Bark, man. I can't do that one anymore. Is that a Futurama episode? Yeah. Oh, that's the sad one. That's yeah. the sad one. That's, that's the, the one with his dog, Seymour. That's one of the saddest episodes ever created of all of, time. Of television history. Yeah. All right, when we come back, uh, everyone's mad at Blake Snell, but everyone supports Blake Snell. That's kind of weird. That doesn't make any sense, you say. How does that work? Well, we'll tell you next. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. on i just want to let it play i'm over here criticizing shawshank redemption what how dare you well this is a top 10 movie ever made i'm criticizing the escape scene patrick he breaks a hole in the spoiler pipe alert that is the size of his head and the next scene his entire body's in the pipe uh that's how that works i will fully admit never seen shawshank 
Whoa, Joe. You should uh, rectify that situation. I know. Um, but it's funny because I know exactly what's happening because of just pop culture references right, right. and TV shows. I see, quite, I see it in the reflection there. It is a memeable show. Pool. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I knew this was going to happen when I put it on um, that we would eventually talk about this movie. Um, did you know when this... Well, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Did you know when this movie came out, it got little to no acclaim? I did know that, yeah. There was really no love for it. And now if you go on like IMDb... There's a famous meme, Joe, by the way. Like, uh, <laughs> like you know, say say what you want about IMDb, you know, and whether you like it, it's ratings and things like that. But It is they, a great resource for movies. Yes, but they put out... They, they've put out multiple, you know, greatest movies of all time. And this movie continues to hit that list. This movie is fantastic. It's a great movie. Tim Robbins is a massively underrated actor. Morgan Freeman is in it. <laughs> yes. And we're done. <laughs> it's about prison life, yeah. which is always fascinating. And it's got a good ending. Yeah, it's written by Stephen King. It's a short story by Stephen King. Mm. So short, so he didn't have a chance to ruin the ending like he does with almost all of his books. Got it. Wow. Damn. I liked the ending of The Shining. Yeah, Stephen King is a very good writer until the end of most of his books. He is a terrible writer at endings of books. Then I would say he's not a good writer if that's how you feel that. I mean, I enjoy his books and then hate the end. But the story was fun. You know? That's like Disney does Star Wars great until the end. <laughs> Game of Thrones was an awesome show until the end. That is a true story. I don't true know. Fact. I think the end, like, signifies that the show's not that great. That horse meme... Where it's like the drawing of the horse. <laughs> I love that meme. Yeah, his Game of Thrones seasons one through four is great. Season five, it starts to get more childlike. The end of season five, it's like the best horse picture ever. And season six is like a stick figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's rough. But the show, I mean, seasons one through four of that show were still great. Yeah. Seasons five and six were an utter disaster. Yeah, that's was true. There season seven too? I don't remember. Season seven's the final seven. The final, okay, the it was like the one. weird like half and half thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the the last two and a half seasons were basically an atrocity. Yeah, it all went downhill when John died. Spoiler alert. No, it all went downhill when they didn't have book material to reference because the two guys don't know what the hell they're doing. It's not a spoiler alert that John died wow. when he clearly comes back afterwards. <laughs> wow, we're just diving headfirst into that, huh? <laughs> it's like the first scene of one of the seasons. <gasps> yeah. 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 Well, it did ruin it because he died. That's where the books end. The books end with him dead. Yep. Hmm. Uh, I'm just waiting for Shawshank Redemption to end because Tombstone comes on. Yeah, I've never seen Tombstone because uh, I'm not a Western fan. Joe? Tombstone? That's a a good one. And that's one I uh, had to change because Dirt and Sprague gave me a lot of grief on that one. What? Yeah. I like those guys. Am I going to stop listening to their show because they don't like Tombstone? No, No, they gave me grief for for not not seeing that movie because they have a show open about that uh, with some lines from it. I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah, it's uh, It's a good one. That, so I am a staunch Western watcher. I like my Westerns a lot. Yeah, my uncle is big into Westerns, too. Uh, I remember that's actually the only time I ever watched Westerns. It's a, he's alive, so he, he beat cancer. But when he was going through chemotherapy, I actually went and visited him twice because no one else was available to sit with him. Mm-hmm. And he just had Westerns on the TV. And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I was like a teenager. Yeah. I was like, I don't like this, but... You're going through chemotherapy, so I'm going to sit here and watch these with you. Dude, High Plains Drifter, man. Way to keep it real, Mike. Grandpa, these movies suck, but, you know, I'll chill with you. You're about to die, so I'll let (laughs) you have this one. He didn't die, and he's my uncle. 
<laughs> and I love him. I know he's not listening, but <clears throat> hi, Uncle John. Yeah, Fistful of Dollars, you know, High Plains Drifter. Eastwood ones are great. The original True Grit was really good. I mean, the new True Grit was good, too. Tombstone, though, baby. It's so good. Hell's coming with me. This text says, Andy should have died in the poop pipe. No human could survive that five-football field-long crawl through a poorly ventilated sewage pipe. Noxious vapors like ammonia, hydrogen sulfide, and methane gases would displace all of the oxygen. <laughs> all that ammonia would sting his eyes to the point of blindness. And all that methane would kill him in minutes, probably before he even knew it was happening. Well, then you're right. Stephen <laughs> King sucks at writing endings. <laughs> this is clearly stupid. That is so great. <laughs> that was a great text. <laughs> I'm waiting for Shawshank 2. This text says maybe he's really dead and everything after he crawls into the septic line is this heaven. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> here we go. The classic, this movie sucks. Maybe he's actually dead. <laughs> also, uh, prison life not really represented correctly in this movie. What do you mean? Everyone's so friendly to each other. <laughs> Dude, this is like the, the 50s, man. <laughs> the guy is like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to leave prison. Not everybody's <laughs> looking for the soap these days. You know what I mean, man? <laughs> These guys are all just like, oh, man, I'm going to jail. I committed a crime. These days, you got your jurors and you're innocent till proven guilty. He says mocking the current justice system. <laughs> oh, man. So you're saying I shouldn't watch Tombstone on mute as my first time watching Tombstone. What? No, 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 because then I can't watch it. Oh, man, probably not. I mean, you can put it on. I will pa half pay attention because well we're doing a radio show sort of uh, while we're while we're in here watching these these movies. No way, dude. We're just literally two people sitting here and there's microphones in front of us. And every once in a while, I have to look at the clock. You're doing radio. Hey, <laughs> that's baseball, baby. This text uh, agrees with you. Tombstone may have the most quotable lines of any movie in history. It's so crazy. You also tell him crazy. hell's coming. You tell him I'm coming. That's what he says. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. Dude, Bill Paxton's in it, man. I do know that line. Who, do, who doesn't love Bill Paxton? Who Sam love a good rubby Sam, Sam Elliott's got a mustache like no one's business. Doesn't he always? This one is the best. <laughs> I think this is, well, I don't know. Lebowski's Isn't it sad good. that I'm not going to be able to hear Sam Elliott's beautiful voice because we're watching it on mute? Oh, no. We'll, we'll turn the volume up. Okay. Um, what's the best Sam Elliott mustache? I think you got it with the Lebowski. That's a great mustache. That one's great. Yeah. But I also like it. Does when he ever not have a mustache? Yeah, I've seen him in some stuff without a mustache. Really? Yeah. Like it's not just like lighter, not as not as thick and present. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some stuff without him without a mustache. Um, I even, I mean, I even love yeah, the high and tight is. in uh, uh, Stars Born. His mustache. By the way, he's great in that movie. I didn't love that movie, but oh, he was yeah, awesome. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's done stuff without the mustache. Yeah. And everyone thinks he has a giant mustache in Roadhouse, but he doesn't. He has a beard. Like Grizzly Adams. Yeah. I'm just looking. He actually does a lot without a mustache, it would appear. Also, the older movies where he's like young and hot. Hot. Also, <laughs> there you go. I was trying to think of a more creative way to say that. Young and sexy. Yeah. Man up. Also, uh, David Douglas uh, graduate. Sam Elliott, yep. I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. the truth. Doesn't he still have a place here, too? I think he lives somewhere in. I'm sure he's got a place out in. Southeast Eastern somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Only you can prevent wildfires. God, so good. So good. Like, I hear that, and I'm so like, good. damn right I'm not starting any fire forest fires.
I don't want Sam Elliott coming and whooping me. Dude, Sam Elliott's the greatest, man. He's the greatest person in the world. I want nothing more than to be Sam Elliott. You got a degree from Clark College in Vancouver. Ditto. Me too. What? What? <laughs> On my way. Got a mustache too. It's lit. He lives Thanks, near. Travis. He lives near Eugene. Yeah, in like the backwoods, like Sweet Home. He probably lives in like Sweet Home. He says, I got a place in the Willamette <laughs> Valley. I've been to Sweet Home. It's a good chance he <laughs> yeah, might be out there. It's a good there. chance Sam Elliott lives in Sweet For Home. sure. He says, this is from a couple of years ago, in the Oregonian. Uh, my mom's house is still in Portland and we still own it. I still spend a lot of time there. I've got a place in the Willamette Valley down near Eugene. I'm ultimately hoping to move back to Oregon. Well, there you go. But I'm too busy making millions being Sam Elliott in movies. Yeah. LA's pretty cool. <laughs> Come home, Sam. I'm, sp- I'm surprised he doesn't live in like Montana. I feel like Montana, like he's he's Phil Jackson's he's, he's, neighbor. He's from here. Well, I know, but Montana's. He seems like that, but I bet you he's a big South Beach fan. <laughs> if he if he has New a house, Orleans, those kind of environments. If he has a house in Portland, I gotta know where he lives. I want to move in next door. <laughs> dear, so Mr. does everybody. Probably. Dear Mr. Elliot, teach me your ways, old wise one. <laughs> your not creepy neighbor, Patrick Harris. I know. I can't get so I have I, a deep voice, but it's nowhere near yours. I can I can do the wildfire impression fairly well. Yeah, I thought that was solid. But I can't uh I a can't little smoky the bear action. I can't get my mustache right at the underneath my nostrils to grow as long as the rest. So I can't get the full over the lip. Also, that's very uncomfortable. I don't know. If you look like Sam Elliott, man, I think you just deal with it. It's very uncomfortable. How would it you tickle? Know? Well, because I've grown. It's grown oh, you over can my do lips. It. Oh yeah. Damn it. I've I've had these start to grow over my lips, and I hate it. So I just I just. Trim well, it. I can get it on the sides, no problem. But the direct center. I see that you're like upper lip is uh is yeah. naked. Yeah. It's like no, don't cover me. I know. How am I supposed to be Sam Elliott? When I was a kid, all you're I wanted not supposed to be Sam. When Elliott. I was a kid, all I wanted to be was Gene Wilder, and then I grew up, and now all I want to be is Sam Elliott. I'm gonna do it again. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. Not wow. Bad. It can it tra- be better. It transports me back to a TV commercial. <clears throat> it can be better. It can be better. All right. When we come back, I promise we're going to talk about Blake Snell because he's mad and everyone's mad at him. We'll do that next. The Hot Corner, Danny the Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. So I promised we'd get to this, and it's it's probably about time we do, because it, it is topical. Mike said to me earlier, he was like, this might be the first week that baseball didn't give us something, and I, I actually think this is a big deal. Because this could spawn into some some actual crazy stuff. Uh, Blake Snell was kind of on the record, but in a very casual, off-the-record kind of way as he was playing video games. Apparently, he is very good at video games. Yeah, at least always, MLB The Show. He's always Twitch streaming. So Yeah, so apparently he's really big about that. But he was asked by a fan who asked them a question, basically... You know, how he feels about the current situation. And his quote is, y'all got to understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. It's a shorter season, less pay. No, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry you guys think differently, but the risk is way the hell higher than the amount of money I'm making is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? 
And the interesting thing about this is there's been some players that have come out and kind of supported him on this. Bryce Harper has been one of them. Tommy Glavin came out and kind of backed him on this. And it's it's a PR nightmare for Blake Snell because he sounds like a whiny rich person. Yep. But I think he makes seven million dollars this year, which or, is or did, which he is grossly underpaid for. I mean, I I think he is a top ten pitcher in baseball. Yeah, his, his salary. I was looking at it earlier. It goes. It's only in year two, and it's going up to ten, twelve, and then sixteen in the next three years. It's an escalating. Salary. Yeah, and he he's got David Price written all over him. Like someone's going to pay him twenty two million dollars a year at some point. He's not going to be worth it because he used to be terrible. Yeah, and now uh, he's like, he was hurt. He was pretty bad. He walked everybody. Yeah, I've followed his career in fantasy because I like him a lot. But anyway, so he's in a tough spot. He's got bad PR by by saying that because he looks like a spoiled rich kid. But at the same time, you dive deeper into this, and I'm worried that what the owners are trying to propose to the players could prevent us from having a Major League Baseball season. Uh, there's just one – his quote continued. I just wanted to read it before I went into my take. Um he loves baseball to death, but he's unwilling to accept multiple reductions of his salary. He said, bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean it should not be a thing? It should 100% be a thing. If I'm not going to, or if I'm going to play, I should be getting the money I signed to be getting paid. I should not be getting half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half on top of a 33% cut of half of that's already there. So I'm really getting like, what, 25%? On top of that, I'm getting taxed. So imagine how much I'm actually making to play. You know what I'm saying? First well, of all, lives Florida, in Florida. Yeah, Florida has no income <laughs> tax, but, um, you know. I, you know, on the road, you get taxed. You get taxed for the city. Sure, sure, sure. Um, to be honest, although it sounds terrible, I kind of agree with Blake Snell. I mean, they're taking a massive pay cut already. Yep. And then to do a 50-50 revenue sharing split, it just hurts that even more. And I guess the best way to, to look at it is this. I know that where I'm assuming 95% of our audience or more sits what Blake Snell makes is outrageous amount of money that you would have no idea what to do with, or yeah. it would be, it would, it would completely revolutionize your life. Um, but for him, he's getting paid under market value mm-hmm. for his skill. Truth. Truth. So the way I try to look at it is this, whatever job you hold, if you were getting paid and I'm assuming some of you who are out there listening already did this, took a pay cut because of the pandemic. Hi. And then your boss came back and said, oh, by the way, in order for you to work again, uh, you need to take another 50% pay cut Mm -hmm. off of what you already took. It'd be tough. Um, Now, I know that because Blake Snell makes $7 million, that's going to equate to what? He'll still make something. He'll he'll still make over a million dollars this year. Probably like 2.7. Which, shocking, you can live on just fine. (laughs) Just fine. But not when the mortgage is 400K a month. Probably also, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Probably also a fair point, though. I that's mean, a, that's a bad mortgage. You live in a really big house, mm-hmm. and if you actually got a mortgage on it, it's an expensive house, right? right. Um, you know, so just their jobs pay them more, but that means generally they probably live more expensive. So what they do can't be done. I kind of agree with him. I know it's bad PR. I know it sounds bad for him to say that, but I'm assuming most of the players are thinking the same way. They're saying, this is what I'm owed. I already took a pay cut to help you, MLB, and now you're trying to take more out away from me. You're trying to, you're, you're trying to pull the rug out from under me even even more. No, I'm not going to do that. Let's, Especially because of the risks. Because it seems like MLB is pushing forward with this, with still little information on how this is going to affect the pandemic and the players on the field. Excuse me, for some reason I just yawned. Um, I'm so boring. I'm, sorry. I, I'm I'm with you on this. I I think. 
I think that's wherein the biggest problem lies is the the, the Players Association, which do not mess with them, uh, already agreed to take a pay cut. They already agreed to take a 33% pay cut. Um, for now, I did I did read some stuff that, <clears throat> excuse me, some major league teams could lose up to four hundred thousand dollars a game, and in in just like total revenue of yeah. what you would normally see. So much of what they make is from gate, right? So they're looking at like borrowing against future years and things like that. So they're trying to figure that out. So they're trying to cover their butts, and I get that. I completely get that. I think what's so tricky with the players, and let's let's not forget this: a majority of Major League Baseball players are conservative white males that tend to be a little more focused on money than anything else. I, am I out of line saying that? Um, sure. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're right. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I don't want to offend anybody, and I don't, I don't want to cross the line, but I would say that a majority of them are of that ilk, and. Well, to, look, to be honest, the more money you make, generally, the more conservative you become with your money because you don't want to lose it. I would it's agree. It's just a very natural tendency. I would agree. And so I think the idea of asking them to take a pay cut and them saying yes, which they don't have to do, they played ball. And because Major League Baseball can't figure out how to get this thing up and going soon enough, they're asking them to take more of a pay cut. That's where you're going to get into the problem. And I agree. I mean, it's so easy to look at professional athletes and be like, wah, wah, wah. You get all this road, you know, every time you travel, you get all this preferential treatment, nice hotels, charter flights, and great food, and blah, blah, blah. But it's still, like you said, the market value. And I think I, I'm— You can disagree with the market <clears throat> value. Yep, yep. But they, do they I think a major league—do I think Mike Trout should make 40, $44 million a year to play baseball? Yes. <laughs> well— Sure. Okay, then let me back it up. Do I think Bryce Harper should make $33 million a year playing baseball? No, I don't. But that is what the market value was created. Should Jeff Bezos be the first trillionaire in the world? No, he's a terrible human being. But that's what he's built. And I don't think you can prevent these people from making that money. The only thing that's tricky about this is the safety aspect. That, that, I think, is what's the trickiest part about this whole conversation. I do think it helps his point sound less douchey. Because yes. Because he's saying, look, I'm already taking a massive pay cut, and now I'm being asked to put my health and possibly my life on the line. For what? For a sport? Right. Because the owners are losing money even though they're billionaires? Because mm-hmm. the league is losing money even though they're multi-billionaires? Yeah. Why, why am I putting my life at risk and not making most of the money that I was already agreed to make. And I think that's what's tricky because, you know, Major League Baseball came out with that, what, 67-page document about how to keep things safe. And boy, is it all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, I, you know, I, I truly believe Major League Baseball wouldn't put their players in danger. So that's where the safety thing gets a little tricky. I don't know if that's true, Patrick. Really? I mean, in danger is relative. I mean, the... Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I I still feel like starting in July is too soon for what's happening. Um, We will see very quickly in Germany and in NASCAR uh, how how these players do with uh, with the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. If the if the numbers go up, if there's you know need for isolation, if there's a need to shut it down for a couple of weeks, we'll see how these leagues do because baseball is going to follow the lead of, of these leagues that have already come back. 
or the sports that have already come back. Um, I just don't know if that's the right time to do it. So, yeah. I mean, they might, they might not be intentionally endangering the lives or endangering the health of their players, but their want to get the season going and not hemorrhage so much money is going to outweigh some of that safety precaution because of how much money they're losing. So they're, they're trying to find the balance, but that's where I think Blake Snell has a point is like, you know, is it really safe in July or are we pushing the issue because people miss sports and we need our money? Yeah. And you can't look at, and you can't compare us to other countries like, Korea is able to play baseball right now because they have been some of the least effective of the first world countries in the world. And Germany is able to get Bundesliga back up because they are the least affected in Europe. You know, I mean, even though they've had positive tests on some of their Bundesliga teams. Right, right. Actually, the biggest one was <clears throat> Bundesliga 2. The second tier, uh, Dresden, had a couple of positive tests like the week before they started Bundesliga back up again. Mm -hmm. uh, Premier League is starting training back up again, but they had six positive tests on all across all their teams just this week. And they're still going to say, hey, they have to isolate, but everyone else is fine. I mean, those are promising numbers where you say 750 people were tested and six had it. But you could also look at it the other way and say you're trying to bring it back when people still have the virus. Right, right. And it's a very fast-spreading virus. And, and what I was going to say is that, you know, you're trying to lean on Korea and Germany to get things back up. But this country is very, very different than Germany and Korea yep. in terms of in terms of our case. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I I am more worried about could this be a long-term problem and we'll talk about that next on the top of the eight o'clock hour stick with us it's the hot corner 1080 the fan tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.